Hey everybody, Jeff Antoniak here, Digging Deeper Jazz Videos. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. Today we're gonna to be talking about scales and a very cool way to think about practicing. What is the function of scales? Why do we even practice scales? So that's a great question. Now, this video is for all instruments. If you can play or sing a scale on your instrument, this is for you. And we've got sort of a great conceptual thing that I want to uh, give you in here. Now, uh, I'll say right at the beginning, my goal is for this to be the best and greatest scale video on the internet of all time, including into the future. Uh, and here's how I'm gonna achieve that. There's sort of a big, very cool concept I want us to understand. So we're gonna talk about that for sure. But um, these videos in general, digging deeper videos, uh, there is so much content out there. I mean, that's what the internet is about. It's about content. And then we use a search engine to find the content we need. Well, I tell you what, that's great, except for more content is not what you are after. You are overwhelmed by content, I'm guessing, just like me. Uh, what I need is wisdom. I need someone to curate the knowledge for me. That's what I do. That's what Digging Deeper videos are, are about. That is my goal for myself. I want to curate knowledge and parse it down and give you guys perfect little distilled droplets of information. So that's my goal here. Here we go. Okay, here's the way I want you to think about scales. This big concept is how versus what, okay? You may do this subconsciously, but most of us don't do it consciously. Here's the setup. Uh, do you know the C major scale? My guess is yes. If you don't, I would like you to pause the video and go learn your C major scale. Uh, okay, you're back, great. Thank you, you know the C major scale. Now, I've known the C major scale for well over 40 years, yet I still play it. What's up with that? Why do I still play a scale that I've known inside out for 40 years? Um, so here's the thing. When we are learning something new, we are worried about what it is. What with a capital W. That's the what. I am learning. Jeff, what are you doing? Oh, I'm learning this new half-hole diminished scale. I'm learning this messian mode. I'm learning the C major scale. That is what I am doing, and it's kicking my butt. And it'll kick my butt for a couple minutes, or a couple days, or a couple weeks, until I learn that scale. <clears throat> okay, now uh, I learned the C major scale 40 some years ago. Why do I keep practicing it? It has shifted its place in my practice routine from being a what to a how. So I know the C major scale. So now when I practice the C major scale, I'm thinking about many other things. None of them are what is the next note. All the things I'm thinking about are how am I doing the next note? How am I playing this note? What and how. So I think many of us uh, maybe do this in a subconscious way or it's like, oh yeah, I guess I do that. Well, here's the thing. How about if you do it in a conscious way, in a focused way? This is how you get better quicker. What I have here is a highly incomplete list of things you could think about as you are practicing scales you already know. So of course, your whole life, you're gonna be accumulating new sounds and new colors new scales, right? So here are some of the things that I'm thinking about as I'm playing scales I know, as I said, incomplete list. So the first one, your timbre, your tone. Are you playing with an even sound? Man, I tell you what, horns do not like playing with an even sound. The saxophone hates playing evenly. 
it wants to be too loud on the bottom or the timbre wants to be too this up there, the sound wants to be too thin up high. Most of us, as we sing higher, it gets thinner. And you know what? I'm not gonna play examples of how to sound bad. You probably know how to do that, uh, you know, from personal experience or listening to other people, but you understand what I'm talking about. So as you're playing, can you keep the timbre even? <laughs> So, was it somewhat the same voice, or did it get shrill? Did it get barky down low? You know, that sort of thing. Okay, second item on the sheet is volume. I mean, that seems like it would be an obvious thing to be able to do correctly, right? But if you're playing piano, well, we all know, those of us that have played piano, at a very basic level, the thumb is stronger than the little finger. The thumb is gonna be louder, the little finger possibly will be lighter. So. There can be all this weird unevenness just due to the physicality of how our hand connects with that instrument, right? So on the saxophone, the low notes can come out way too loud as we use a lot of air to try to fill this tube up. So, uh, wow. So all of a sudden, a C major scale becomes almost impossibly hard to play. So it is how you are playing the scale, not what you are playing. All right, back to the sheet. So even technique. Can we play with very, very even fingers? Now, I've been playing the saxophone, again, decades and decades, but there are little things like going from a C to a D on the saxophone. I go from one button down to, I don't know what it is, nine buttons down. Let's see uh, if I can do that. I can't tell you how long it took to get that that good, the idea of moving nine fingers at exactly the same time, that they hit bottom right at the same time, then you have to release them at the same time. It's crazy, right? So that even technique. So our scales, these simple, embarrassing, sim embarrassingly simple scales, C major, all of a sudden become amazingly challenging. So you're not thinking about what you're playing, you're thinking about how you're playing it. Okay, playing with good time. So that's a huge one for me. Um, and for all my students, and for you. Uh, playing with good time. When we are playing with a band, when we're playing with an ensemble, it is about playing in time, right? So you have to play your scales in good time. So can you play evenly? And it gets down to technique. All the things we just mentioned are in there, right? So playing your scales with good time. Now, tempo is something that I don't think I even put on the sheet, but of course, we can play faster and slower. We can use that to build our technique. But that ability to play your scales in time, I can't tell you how many good players come to me for lessons and I'll say, yeah, just play me some scales. And they're playing the notes, but they're not putting it in time. And that's mind blowing to me. Um, and so of course, that's the first thing we work on. And that's cool because it makes them so much better, so much quicker. Gotta play this stuff in time. So a huge thing for us jazz players is the ability to move from key to key in time, to go from whatever key we're in to the next key. So when I started playing, I, I played a bebop scale earlier in the video, a bebop scale. And um, so let's say I'm playing my 12 bebop scales. Now here's what I hear a lot.
Okay, so I played around the circle of fourths. On the saxophone, I played in the key of C, then I played the key of F, then I uh, played the key of B flat. Now, it was a little out of time because I was thinking, oh crap, what's the next key around the circle of fourths? So, first of all, my scale was not in time with itself. I wasn't at a particular tempo. But the other thing is I didn't move from key to key in time. In other words, the metronome keeps going, the band keeps playing when your instrument isn't making sound, right? So you have to move from the key of C to the key of F in time. Let me play an example of what this could be like. Okay, so I move from key to key in time, and I put four beats, four taps of my foot between. I could have put eight taps of my foot, I could have put two taps of my foot. The point is it's in time. I have to stay mentally focused, mentally engaged. Wow, so all of a sudden these scales that I know very well are working on my technique and my air support and you know just basics about where my fingers fall on the key how I conceptualize music and time and groove, wow. So all of a sudden, the lowly C major scale has a real place in your practice routine, right? And so the last uh, thing on the sheet here. Articulation is hugely important, right? And um, in jazz, I love using offbeat articulation. So I just wanted to give you something very specific to look at here. So let me play this scale for you. <laughs> So I just played that bebop scale. So now I'm going to play it as written with offbeat articulation. So this is a great uh, jazz articulation to get under your fingers and really conceptually. So that's something actually we talked about back on video number 22, Build Your Momentum. It's this, that articulation is so important, it got its own video. But I wanted to bring it in here and remind you about it. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play some bebop scales, I'm gonna play them around the circle of fourths, and I'm gonna try to get a lot of these things uh, right there. I'm gonna try to play with good technique, I'm gonna try to play in time, I'm gonna move key to key in time, I'm going to do the offbeat articulation. But here's the thing, this took like 20 or 30 years to be able to do. I do not want those of you who a lot of this is news to, do not try to do four or five things at once. It is not going to work. It's not going to work. If you want to learn how to juggle uh, knives, cool. If you want to learn how to walk on a tightrope, fantastic. If you want to learn how to breathe fire, knock yourself out. I would not suggest doing the three of them at the same time. Okay, you got what I'm talking about. Let me give this a try.
Okay, I think I went around all, all 12 keys. Now, a lot of that was good. I was pretty happy with that. Now, I've done that thousands and thousands of times. No hyperbole, thousands, probably tens of thousands of times. There was stuff in there that I want to fix. There were times when those low notes I hit too hard or too soft. There were times where my offbeat articulation wasn't even enough, where I didn't use enough air support. There were fine tuning things for me. So here's the thing, um, where you're gonna fine tune and where I'm gonna fine tune is different. Sure, maybe I've been playing much longer than you have. Maybe I'm a professional and you're a semi-pro. Maybe you're just new to your instrument. So it doesn't matter where you're at, it just matters that you're thinking about these things. So. I think that was possibly the greatest scale video online. Um, and if not, there's still a lot. I'm voting. I'm voting that's the top scale, or rather the top video. So um, I hope that concept of how versus what, when you go to your instrument, I want you to be thinking, am I doing a how or a what? And usually it's more one than the other. It's very often both, but I want you to go one direction, right? So when I'm learning a new scale, I'm not really worrying that it's in time, right? I'm just trying to get the right notes out and think about what I need to do. So this is a really, really powerful thing. And as I said, I have very good students come to me and I'm shocked at how they're not paying attention to any of these things. They're just thinking about the notes. I'm here to tell you, scales are not just about the notes. So hey, thank you very much. I sure appreciate uh, you tuning in to these videos. And uh, I'm really excited. Now, I'm, I'm talking to so many of you adult players out there. I just started working with three fantastic professional musicians in Portland, Oregon, Dallas, Texas, and Spokane, Washington. And in the fall of 2018, this year, they are gonna have their businesses open working with adult amateur musicians like you folks, coaching you and playing in small groups, like what I do here in uh, the Washington DC area. We also have people doing this in Philadelphia and in New York. It's, uh, it's a fantastic thing. So if you live in those areas, please get in contact with me. I'd love to connect you with these fantastic teachers in those cities. If you happen to be a pro living in some other city and this sounds interesting to you, it's interesting. So uh, get in contact with me or you can check out Jazz Teacher Training on uh, how to get something like this going in your town. So thank you very much. Uh, good to see you and uh, see you next time.